Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. JT DeBolts with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 1030 a.m. Eastern. And you know what that means? It's time to come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and living the high-performance, high-altitude life. And as always, the High Altitude Mentorship Show is brought to you by FlyWithJT.com. That's flywithjt.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, as well as stay connected to everything going on in the high-altitude community. Lots of cool stuff coming down the road. So make sure you get yourself plugged into us. Stay with us at flywithjt.com. Many years ago, when I first began my entrepreneurial journey, I remember listening to the sage advice and just the sort of grandfatherly tone of the great Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn is, I think, one of the preeminent business philosophers of our time, of all time, perhaps, and was uh, a huge influence, at least in the early days of my upbringing as, as, a, as a businessman, and still is to this day. And what's interesting is, is that I never had any kind of business background. I wasn't really raised in an entrepreneurial home, uh, didn't have a sense for even personal growth, personal development. And that's not a knock or you know, any kind of a slight on the way I, I was brought up. It was just the, it's just the case. But as I started to really work on myself, realizing that that personal growth was the foundation for business growth, that in order to have true uh, business strength and to, to be able to capture as much of the market as I can and to influence people, I had to become really good about being the best me I could be. And I got that very early on, mostly through the influence of my wife, Mia, who saw that vision and, and really was key and essential to, to helping me stay on that path to growth and to education, self-education. And Jim Rohn, of course, was one of my big teachers. Still to this day, I, I value his leadership and his philosophy and some of the things that he has taught about just the overall essence of human excellence. One thing that I got from him that was a really important skill and something that to this day I truly believe is one thing that entrepreneurs specifically, but any high-performance leader in general, should, in, it should infuse into their daily life and into their, into their practice is the art of, of keeping a journal. One of the most important disciplines any leader can develop is the art of, of keeping a journal. Journaling paves the way for a lot of different things. First and foremost, when you sit down and you've got, you know, sort of blocked out some time for yourself and you open up your journal, there's an actual, almost like a ritual to it. And it, it opens the door for more creative thinking, and that idea development, innovation, starts to pour forth when we journal. The next thing we get is problem solving. We can outline our goals. I truly believe it helps perf uh, improve communication. It helps us sort of think through things and formulate thoughts, put words together in a better way. It fosters mindfulness. It keeps record of all that you've done on your journey, whatever that journey might be, whether it's a fitness goal or a business goal or whatever it looks like. Some studies even indicate that it might even boost your IQ. 
But I personally think that it serves as a tremendous gift that you can leave behind to future generations, whether that's your children, your grandchildren, nieces, nephews, whomever, or maybe it's that next generation of, of you, whatever it is you're doing, next generation of entrepreneurs, next generation of coaches, next generation of athletes, and so on. When we keep a journal, it's as if it's a time capsule. It allows us to go back in time and look and see kind of who we were on those times as we were reading and studying and learning and becoming and doing and taking action, taking risk, and learning from the consequences of living a great life, living a life well lived. I want to talk a little bit about how to journal today. I want to talk about the importance of it and why you should, but also how, you know, what's the, why is it so important for you as a high-performance leader to do this? I honestly don't know where most of my ideas would have gone without journaling. I remember very early on in the journey uh, having brilliant ideas, that's, and I don't say that arrogantly. I say that just looking back on it and thinking, wow, where did that come from? And some of it came from studying and learning and listening to others. Some of it came from deep thought and thinking through things and, and asking myself questions. Some of it, frankly, is, was me just sort of blurting and talking to myself. I, I still, to this day, talk to myself when I drive. And a lot of times I do it to try to you know, walk myself through the mental process of coming up with a solution to a challenge. And so I'll talk to myself as if, as if I was talking to a client or sometimes as if I was talking to a mentor. And they ask me the question, what, is your, what do you think the solution to this challenge would be? And so when I talk through things, it gives me that opportunity to open up my mind. But I can remember early on doing that and then keeping a recording device on me at all time. Now, when we talk about journaling, I'm going to talk to you about specifics on how to do it and, and really the, the methodology that I use and I think perhaps would be beneficial to you as well. But understand that journaling in and of itself doesn't have to necessarily be the old school pen and paper type of thing. I personally uh, believe in that and I'm going to talk about that. But there are other ways to get your thoughts and your ideas down. So let's kind of walk through this. I'm going to give you some, some tools and some pointers on how to be effective in your journaling and how to do it so that you get the most benefit from it. The first and foremost is to have a dedicated specific journal, as opposed to having just a notepad of paper. A lot of times people just kind of keep a notepad around, loose leaf paper, you know, whatever it is, whatever they can grab, and they'll write things down. That's fine for, for a quick uh, note jotting session. But if you're going to actually keep a journal, you want to get yourself something that is dedicated to journaling. And it doesn't have to be anything grandiose. I mean, there are some really beautiful journals out there. You can spend upwards of $100 on a leather-bound journal. But you can also spend as little as $0.99 cents on just a basic composition book like you'd use back in high school or middle school. And the idea here is that you want to have one thing that you dedicate to, uh, to, to be your journal. Now, I've got several journals. Uh, I've got a, almost a small library of journals that I've kept for uh, topics for podcast sessions and episodes. Uh, I've kept uh, notes on coaching. I've kept notes on any time I go to speak at a conference and I'm in the audience and I'm listening to one of the other speakers up on stage. I've got all kinds of journals that have captured great ideas, drawings, and things like this. And I'll talk a little bit more about the types of journals I personally use. But the point is, is that you just dedicate a specific journal to it. I recommend not electronic. Now, that is not to say that if you are somebody who provi or, uh, appreciates or or uh, you know, would rather have some sort of electronic uh, note capture. That that's, I'm not saying that's wrong at all. I'm just saying that I, there's, something, there's something interesting and powerful about a handwritten 
pen to paper, uh, you know, uh, journal. Here's why. I believe that the handwriting process actually slows you down. Sometimes when we type, we're typing so fast. Some people, I'm definitely not one of these people, by the way, can type very quickly. And so it's almost stream of consciousness. And that is some, to some people very um, uh, you know, comforting to be able to go stream of consciousness to go fast. But I think slowing things down provides your brain that airspace to be able to create better thoughts, to formulate the thoughts fully, to bring them to full fruition. And so when you write things down, there's something about that hand-to-pen and pen-to-paper connection and the way the eye and the brain and everything kind of interfaces with it. it. It's a beautiful thing. And so when you have a dedicated journal, something physical that you can carry around, something you can put into a, a backpack or a purse or, or whatever, a briefcase, something that when it sits on your desk, you know, that is my journal, there's something, there's something magic about that, almost transformational about that. It's, there's a connection to it that says, yes, that's mine, whereas if it's just a file on your laptop or on a hard drive, it has a tendency to kind of blend in. And so I highly recommend that it be a physical journal that you keep, and a paper journal at that. Now, I've captured all kinds of journal ideas on my phone. There are times where when I was running my marathon, for instance, I would have ideas that would pop to me, especially when I got that kind of runner's eye of the endorphins flowing. And I would sometimes pull out my phone, and I would capture myself either on video or I would just do the audio uh, capture, just the voice capture, and I would leave a note to myself, leave a message to myself. You can call yourself and leave a voicemail and do all these things. But for journaling, the actual act of journaling, I think it should be a handwritten thing. I personally love graph paper. And the reason I love graph paper is because it allows me to do some visual stuff. I can draw pictures and diagrams. I can uh, be somewhat more creative being a visual person myself, I can appreciate the ability to transfer an image or an idea down and do it in such a way that my brain gets it and more fully than maybe I can articulate in words. And again, I think it's very powerful because when you do that, it does enable you to become a better communicator. And so I recommend whatever kind of paper works for you, whatever kind of notepad work or uh, whatever kind of uh, book, you know, book type of journal works for you, definitely make sure it's a dedicated journal and not just a notepad. Number two is you want to schedule some time to do it. Could be in the morning, could be in the evening, whatever it is. Anytime inspiration hits you, make sure that you have that journal available. But give yourself a dedicated time when you're going to sit down and journal your ideas, whether it's first thing in the morning or right before bed. Incidentally, try journaling. Just do this for a week and see if your sleep improves. If you journal with pen and paper, Right before bed, give yourself 20 minutes to a half hour, even 15 minutes is fine, but you give yourself an opportunity to think through the day, think through some of the ideas, think through some of the inspirations, think through some of the challenges you've been through, think through the things that are, are, your brain is wrestling with. It's very interesting to see what you'll come up with, and it might just improve your sleep. Now, I have no studies to back that up. I'm still working on it, but I want you to at least put it into practice for yourself because ultimately that's all that really matters. Statistics don't matter. It matters what works for you. But I will tell you that if you schedule time to actually journal, then you'll actually sit down and do it. And in the beginning, this might be necessary because if you're developing the discipline of a high-performance leader to journal, sometimes we have to schedule it and actually make it happen. The next is to develop your style. Now, this is important because a lot of times I remember very early on, uh, as I'd mentioned before, Jim Rohn, he actually had an, uh, an audio program called How to Journal. 
and that's not what I'm duplicating here or even think to duplicate here. I personally want you to develop your own style. You could write shorthand. You can use, you know, sort of imagery like I'd mentioned before. You can use symbology. You can use all kinds of things to get the idea down. You can write in full prose, full sentences, paragraphs. You can use all kinds of, you know, crazy uh, punctuation. But I personally believe that the punctuation and the editing piece should be left out, and I'll talk about that in a moment. My point is this. There is no right nor wrong way. There is no subject that's off limits when it comes to journaling. The idea is that you're capturing your ideas. The idea is that you're putting down on the paper what's going on in your heart, mind, and soul and put it down in such a way that you can use it again later. Which brings me to my next point, that this is different from, a, a journal is different from a diary. Diaries are a little more intimate, they're a little more private, sometimes they go into, you know, sort of deep emotional types of things, and a journal can do that, it certainly may, may be able to provide some of that, but it's more designed to be documentation of your ideas, your thoughts, your inspirations, your aspirations, your vision. And when you use it as that tool, when you use it as that outlet, it becomes something that can really benefit you, your business, and the people you're here to serve. If you're not in business, if you say, hey, I'm just here to you know, be the best athlete or the best teacher or the best leader I can be, this is the best tool that I can think of to do that. Because it gives you that opportunity to put down in pages you know, kind of your thoughts and your feelings about things, but also your ideas on how to work through them. Sometimes a journal uh, has, has, more, has a little bit of a different uh, tone to it than a diary in the sense that a diary will sometimes just be me capturing you know, things as, as far as you know, what happened in my life. And I don't keep a diary, so I'm just saying a person. <laughs> but a journal is a little bit more, uh, I guess, tactile. Right? You can put your fingers on it and say to yourself, yes, this was the point in time when I had the great idea for my book. This is the point in time when I had the great idea for my business. This is the point in time when I created the solution that had eluded me for so long. And when you approach the journal that way, it becomes so powerful. It becomes something that you can even hand down to somebody else. And that's why I think it's a little bit different than a diary. In my mind, it's different than a diary because now it's not so private. It's not so intimate. It's more something that may capture some of your intimate thoughts, your feelings, your ideas. But more importantly, it's something that you can use to convey those things to the outside world. And finally, there's, it's important to know that you don't want to edit yourself. I kind of alluded to this a moment ago. Penmanship, grammar, all that stuff goes out the window. This is not being graded. This is not a homework assignment that your sixth grade grammar teacher is going to grade you on. This is your mind capture. This is your own recipe for success. This is the manual that you are creating that you can go back to and look at and say, you know what, this is where it all started, or this is where I you know, began to come up with that idea to come up with that solution. And the reason I share this with you is this is very much how Flight Plan to Success was written. I went back and I looked at some of the things that I had. Now, unfortunately for me, because it was so difficult to put through, it was a painful process, I didn't use a dedicated journal. A lot of the notes and ideas I came up with were scraps of paper and cocktail napkins and all these kinds of things, you know, jammed together in a box of memories almost. Well, see, a journal's nice because now you can put it all together and it can all just be right there for you to read. And it doesn't have to be categorized. It doesn't have to be in order. It doesn't have to be any of that. It just simply has to be you putting down your best stuff. So don't feel like you have to edit it. 
Don't worry about how good your handwriting is or if you're using the right grammar or the spelling or any of that stuff. As long as you understand it, as long as you can convey it, you can go back later, you can make notes, you can highlight, you can do all kinds of things to it. If you read it two or three or four or five or ten years from now, it might be kind of fun to go back and say, and here's what I've done with it since. Here are the steps that I've put into place and the actions that I ta I've taken and the results that have come as a direct result of it. When you keep a journal, my friend, what you actually keep is a time capsule of your greatness. It's a window into the genius that's been there the entire time. And when you look back on it several years from now and see what you're capturing here, you'll see the breadcrumbs that you've been leaving this entire time. Not only will you have the benefit of seeing where it actually ultimately leads, which you don't see yet, but what you'll be able to see is how you think, how you process information, how you deal with certain challenges and, and, and good things that happen to you along your path to success as a high-altitude, high-performing leader. And that will be a great indicator of what you can use moving forward strategically, tactically, and just spiritually as you move into that next chapter of your life, your career, your business, or your big mission. My hope is that this journaling exercise for you or this journaling practice, this discipline, becomes something that is very fruitful, that opens doors to you, opens new opportunities, opens new avenues for you to do more of the great things that you're here to do and to illuminate the gifts that you have inside of you so you can do more of that and share it with the world. So get into the disciplined habit of journaling. Know that you, can, you should dedicate a specific journal to it, a specific uh, book, not just loose leaf paper, not just some notepad, but something specific that is your journal, something that you schedule. Allow yourself to develop your own style. Don't edit. Don't, don't do the penmanship and grammar part. Just be, with, be there. Be present with your thoughts. Get them down on paper. And realize that this is different than a diary. It's not just you capturing what you had for lunch and what you had for dinner, but more importantly, how you're interfacing with your dream how you're experiencing the journey of your big mission and what you're doing to accomplish it. When you take that approach, you will see the power of journaling and how it can help make you a better high-performance leader. My friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Looking forward to doing it again next week. And remember, get yourself over to flywithjt.com and download a complimentary copy of Flight Plan to Success. And no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, Fly fast and fly far. We'll talk to you soon.